Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers and Mischief. Welcome to the Business of Beverages, a shot of our bi-weekly quiz with Mr. Will Keating. Hello. And me, Mr. Podrick Foxy Fox. <laughs> See, you normally do the intro as well, so you know, I felt I had to still introduce you first. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad to be here, Foxy. I'm making up the numbers this week. Uh, listen, Will, uh, I'm on a stag party weekend, so uh, as much as you're making up the numbers, I am really making up the numbers here. <laughs> For our international visitors, what's a stag party? Well, I believe historically it's a celebration of a young man's last weekend of freedom before he ties the knot. However, this is a good month before the wedding and uh, yeah, spent a, a lovely weekend exploring some of Dublin's great breweries and distilleries. Oh, so Dublin-based stag. Dublin-based stag. Originally, we were going to go abroad. Um, just the way case numbers were skyrocketing, we decided to pull it and move it back to Dublin, which actually suited everybody in the end and got back into pubs we hadn't been in in years. Uh, met a couple of brewers, distillers, treated very well uh, across the board and a lovely weekend was had by all, even if I am just a little bit tired and emotional now. Tired and emotional. Yes, I know that feeling all too well after a stag weekend but look will if there's one thing that you want to do at the end of a stag weekend it's a beverage based quiz so i am firing on all cylinders for this one <laughs> right well why don't you ask the questions first then put me on the spot see if you can get get me uh get me early well will after the last quiz where you know you kind of shot yourself in the foot with two <sighs> questions left to go i i think this one is either going to be fiendishly difficult or mm-hmm. if you listen carefully to the clues you'll get this quite okay, quick okay so one or the other. Okay, so let's start. So for five points, Will, this beverage is prepared by adding glucose to skimmed milk, heating the mixture to 95 degrees Celsius for about 30 minutes, and then once it cools down to 45 degrees Celsius, the mixture is inoculated with lactobacillus and then incubated for six or seven days at 38 degrees Celsius. What? <sighs> okay. Sorry, Will, to be, to be fair, I, I, this is a brand rather than a beverage. Okay, so I have one guess immediately comes to mind. Is it Yakult? It is Yakult. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. It was either going to be fiendishly difficult uh, and fair play to anybody at home who got that on the first guess. Yeah, I I have to say, I I don't know why. It just popped into my head like like one of those little things. So uh, El Kesia, you mean that the Danone ones was the other option I had uh, for Actimel. That's it. But yeah, I went with Yakult. I've never had a Yakult. You've never had a Yakult? No, it just, you know, the colour. Well, I think that's why they put it into kind of like cream bottles so you don't really see the colour. And, you know, if we had got to the three-part clue, uh, your clue would have been it's usually consumed in a single-serve shot of 65ml or 100ml, depending on the market that you're in. The four-point clue was it was first made in 1935, but only properly commercialised in 1955 with the foundation of the parent company, but it was actually only exported to the Western Hemisphere in the 1990s. So it's Japanese, isn't it? It is Japanese, yeah. And for two points, the clue was that Danone first bought shares in this company in April 2000, but reduced its stake from 21% to 7% in March 2018 by selling 1.9 billion US dollars worth of shares. Big business. Big business. But maybe, Will, they missed out on the biggest business of all when sales rose following the uh, short appearance in the 2018 movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Huh? Yeah, apparently it, it appeared, I, I haven't seen the film, but apparently unbranded bottles of Yakult appeared in the film and uh, the share price went up 2.4% due to a worldwide sales increase. 
to all the boys I've loved before. It sounds like exactly my kind of film. I don't know how I haven't seen it yet. Well, you know, it features a LKZI immunitas-faced beverage. It's exactly your kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and the final clue was going to be, uh, although traditionally sold via convenience stores and supermarkets in 10 or 20 packs, the company actually started home delivery in its home market of Japan in the 1960s via a thing called the Yakult Lady. I don't know if I should, <laughs> I should make any further comment. Well, apparently it was so successful in Japan that they also uh, used the Yakult lady for home delivery services in South America when it went there as well. Just It just sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> it, does. it does. So we, we, won't, we won't get into that too much more. <laughs> but well played. Five points off the bat straight off. Yep. Lucky, lucky guess. But listen, we'll, we'll crack onto your clues. <laughs> I honestly can't remember whether we've had this beverage before or not, but we have definitely haven't had these clues before. This is a category of beverage. Okay. So for five points. So modern research has determined that 65% of worldwide consumption of this drink comes from just three countries, France, the USA, and Germany. Oh, uh, I feel we may have had this beverage before, and now I can't remember it because I think I was actually asking the questions. <laughs> Is it cognac? It's not cognac. It's not cognac. It's not cognac. No. For four points. This popularity in Germany comes despite it being banned in various states over the years, principalities and kingdoms, before Germany was a united country, at least once because it was seen as a threat to beer sales. Well, one of the biggest threats to beer uh, over the years would have been wine, particularly. Um, I know I got a wine one badly wrong before, which is Beaujolais, and I'm guessing this is not Beaujolais. No, no. Uh, Is it Armagnac? No, it's not Armagnac. It's not Armagnac. So, and the reason you would know that is because for three points, Exported to Europe from Arabia in the Middle Ages, this drink was denounced as satanic until until Pope Clement VIII tasted it and declared it delicious. So maybe the biggest part of that clue is exported to Europe from Arabia. Yeah, and for some reason my mind is just stuck on mead for some reason, even though I, I don't think that is what it is. No, you're vigorously shaking your head at me, so it's not mead. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. By Uh, by this time, Arabia would definitely have been Muslim. uh, My mind is just going completely blank. I can't think of any non-alcohol drinks that may have... It's no longer really associated with Arabia. Yeah, no, I've moved on. It's it's uh, Germany, France, and the US, I believe, these days. <laughs> that's where it's consumed, but uh, <laughs> actually, that's not where it, that's not where it, it originates. So, for two points, Brazil produced a stamp smelling of this beverage in two thousand and one. The distinctive aroma of this beverage was replicated on a stamp in Brazil in two thousand and one. Is it like some sort of tea, like iced tea or something like that? No. <laughs> well, you're not a million miles away, but Brazil. Well, coffee would be one that would. Yes! To, yeah, yeah. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> coffee. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the simplest clues are the actual 
For one point, this drink is known by many names, such as an Indonesian island, Java, or the diminutive form of the name of the stepdad of the son of God. <laughs> Joseph? Yeah. Diminutive. Oh, cover Joe, cover Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I generally didn't know that about uh, Persia, actually. Yeah, so, uh, and that's why Arabica, uh, the name, the bean is named after the region, Arabica, as in Arabia. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't, have we had coffee before? I, I, we I have had coffee before. Thing. I think there was some sort of random clue where it was given as a wedding gift to Catherine the Great or something. Um, or was, I feel that was coffee, but it may also have been tea. Somebody somewhere will have listened to it recently and can tell us. Yeah, we should probably start an Excel sheet of beverages <laughs> to make sure we don't repeat them too much. But I'll tell you, if the clues are completely different every time, it's not going to be an issue. No, uh, I don't think so. And I, what I personally loved was the fact that Pope Clement decided, you know, coffee's okay, it's not satanic. <laughs> you can drink this uh, after you go to Mass, it's all good. Listen, well done. We will chalk that off as a victory for me. Yeah, well, I'm going to go have a, a Yakult and uh, try and get my probiotic uh, gut to start working properly again. <laughs> All right. Well done. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded So we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at BizBevPod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash BizBevPod. Um... Yeah, I didn't mean to get it that quickly. Oh, no, it was, but, it was impressive. I was like, he's either going to stump on this one until we get to Japan or get it straight off the bat. <laughs> and I was, even, I was like, is Yakult a beverage, technically? <laughs>